Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Sportscast podcast. Today we're going to have a quick look back at the Canadian Grand Prix, the US Open, the Ashes. We'll also look forward to the second test of the Ashes, the Austrian Grand Prix. You've got Queen's final today and look forward to Wimbledon starting next week. And then a little bit of a look at some football transfers and a very quick brief as we have a special coming out midweek for the Tour de France. Kicking us off, we'll look back at the Canadian Grand Prix, which pretty sure if we were to listen back to episode four, I said that Max Alonso Lewis would be the as the as the front three starting would be the front three at the finish, which it was. Yeah, you did, yeah. You had you did have an exciting finish with Stroll and Bottas for ninth place. They finished point naught point naught three seconds difference on the whole race. Stroll had got a slipstream off of uh, the final corner by Champions Wall and got a slipstream on Bottas and took him over the line. So it was like a 250-meter sprint down there and he got... And he, you know, you're talking, you know, a hair's width yeah. in that. This weekend sees the return of the Austrian... Well, sees the Austrian Grand Prix and the return of the sprint qualifying. So, and the sprint race. So, Friday afternoon will be qualifying Saturday will be shootout now I've seen a couple of bits but you're then going to have the sprint race and then Sunday evening it's going to be the race Austria one of my favourite tracks which so Jordan's back next week he'll be able to take us through the results of the Austrian Grand Prix on Sunday evening golf Clark ended up taking the US Open Rory sort of didn't really fall apart, but never really sort of pushed. He made Rory made thirteen out of fifteen greens in regulation, but only made one one putt. Well, I said it last week, didn't I? But he's never come from behind to win. He, yeah, and and his putting seems to be going backwards. You know, over the last sort of few years, and he's he's, he's had a good week this week at the Travellers Open. Got a hole in one. On Thursday, it's first on the PJ Tour. Really? Yeah, it's oh, wow. first on the PJ Tour. That, which again, I thought That's... bit of a surprise. He's been around for many years, top player, but you don't win tournaments off holes in one. So that's you know you don't have to make him. Keegan Bradley, the 2011 PGA Major winner, PGA Championship Major winner, has got the lead at that. Be nice to see him come back. He did, he did hit a lot of form that sort of. 2009, about to sort of 2013, a bit like Spieth, you know, he had about four years where he was at a, a decent level. And then July 20th, so a couple of weeks away, we've got the Open Championship at Royal London Golf Club over in the UK. It'd be really nice if you could see a Rory or Justin Rose, someone like that, taking, mm. taking that over here. Also today was the Queen's tennis final. 
which saw Alex Di Minois against Carlos Alcaraz, which saw the top seed Alcaraz win. And now cricket. A bit of a disappointment in the end. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I wasn't expecting Australia to win, I'll be completely honest with you. I think I was, but I thought it was going to be quite emphatic. So when it went quite close, I thought... I thought England might have a bit of a chance. It was a very exciting end. The whole the whole five days that had, had excitement in it. Stokes declaring early, Root knocking a double century. He had the Ollie Robinson wicket where he got in got in the face and upset a few people, which is ironic because that's what Australia have got a legacy of. Pitch was flat. <sighs> the, the second test has got to have a decent wicket to to at least stand a chance to for England to get something out of it. The problem is, is the weather over here at the minute. It's scorching hot. It's probably going to dry out. It's not going to be much turning the wicket. So if it, if we do get a little bit of a storm, hopefully a bit of a wet wicket, bit of swing, broad, Jimmy Anderson in there, might be able to make something move. So this weekend marked the MLB being in London for the first time since COVID, since 2019, at the West Ham Stadium, the London Stadium, which, have you seen the transformation? I, I saw it early on, I didn't see the final. Beautiful. How have they done it? Because a Major League Baseball pitch isn't large in the sense of, I'm guessing they're playing across the width, so they brought the stand, the stands in on the. Well, what you've got to think with the London Stadium, it's the old Olympic Stadium, so it's got the running track, yeah. so they can go out into that, so they can put the bullpen and all that kind of stuff. But they're pretty much going from kind of like where the tunnel is, right, and out. Yeah. So they've not had to bring in any, any extra seating to bring it closer to the pitch in any areas. No. Right. No. Um, it was the, <clears throat> excuse me, the Chicago Cubs versus the St Louis Cardinals. Yeah, one of the oldest rivalries in baseball. Cubs won the MLB the last few years, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they did, and it was nine-one yesterday. Yeah, that's a thrashing. Yeah, I want to. I picked to my Cardinals fan. <laughs> so, but they're playing again today, so that'll be a <clears throat> be an interesting watch. But when they're saying that how obviously like the oldest rivalry in baseball, it's because at the time there were only like six teams in baseball, so you had. Chicago Cubs were like the North, and the St. Louis Cardinals at the time went to St. Louis, but they were South. That's us. That was like 16, that's crazy. And then moving on to the NBA, it was the draft on Thursday, and Victor Wembanyama, from 19 off from France, Seven foot five. I saw this. He's got he's got an eight foot wingspan. Mm. How does this work then? Because he, although he's from France, has he been at school in America? No. So they got him straight from the French league. So he's been in the French league since the age of fifteen. So he's been in professional basketball for four years. Right. Um, and he plays for pretty much like the top team in France. Right. Um, and it. it you don't have to necessarily go to college to get drafted. LeBron James didn't. Yeah. Um, but He's not even been playing in the American setup at all. Well, uh, Jokic, who just won the finals with um, the Nuggets last week, same thing. Same thing. 
just straight over from Europe, which... Well, the Euro League's massive. I know Real Madrid, Olympiacos are the big teams in that Euro League, so... Mm. And, you know, I've seen snippets and, you know, Real Madrid following, and it's huge, absolutely huge. I wouldn't put it on the level of football, but it's probably... I would I would say their second sport. Yeah, 100%. But he's, yeah, signed for the San Antonio Spurs. Starting contract of 10.8 million a year at 19. Yeah, he's not going to... No, he's not going to struggle, is he? No, he's yeah. going to be able to retire. Yeah. Plenty of has happened this week with football. We've had the back end of some of the nation leagues with Wales losing to Turkey, which I don't think we're going to go into too much detail over. England, another emphatic win at Old Trafford. But for me... The big one, for me, the big thing this week is Tonali going to Newcastle from AC Milan. Mm. He is, for me, on Football Manager 21, 22, he is the first person I go after and every time he becomes world-class. Would you have had him at Spurs? I don't know where he'd fit in, I'll be honest. Um, He can fit into that Newcastle team because, no disrespect to Newcastle, Minus probably about four players. It is still a championship team. That came third. Fourth. Fantastic coaching. Yeah, maybe. But maybe when you play in Champions League next year, you're going to want to have Longstaff or Tolini. Well, yeah, that's... yeah. You know what I mean? I think what they've got to do now is build that squad for Champions rotation League. to have... You know, they're going to have Carabao, they're going to have the FA, they're going to have the Premier League, they're going to have Champions League and... You don't know after Christmas it might drop to Europa League, you know. So they've got to build that squad. You had Nkunku from Leipzig to Chelsea. Chelsea offloaded half the team this week. Havertz has, has that been announced to Arsenal? Is it all but done? Yeah, it's not official, yeah. but it's pretty much all but done. But half of the squad going to Saudi. Yeah, this is what I don't like because have you seen that that Todd Bowley? owns part of a Saudi team who's owned by the Saudi government. Well, I, I read, so I read that, so Neves has gone gone out there from Wolves. Don't get that because a year ago it was touted with clubs in the big, you know, the top four. But he can be loaned back to Newcastle, which is okay, because it's the same team that owns, New, it's the same owners that own Newcastle and the team he's gone to. Um, it's Ronaldo's team, mm. and I can never pronounce it. And he, everyone's kicking off because you can only loan two players from the same team. Yeah. But all the teams in that league are owned by the same people, so you could effectively Newcastle next year could have Mendy, Kante, Neves, all on loan from people Ronaldo from the Saudi league. Because of technicalities in the low rule. I, I'm not... I, I don't think this is going to be a big thing. I don't think in two or three years' time we're going to be talking about the Saudi league and, and how great it is and we're going to have it streamed to our towns. I, I don't think we'll be down there. I've said it many a time, it's the new Chinese Super League. Yeah. Give it get three, four years, no one will want to go. But the thing is with that Neves deal, it's really dodgy. It's a three-year contract, but it can be, it's meant to be a two-year loan to Newcastle. 
Which is, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just to say, yeah. the owners have done it to get around FFP. Yeah. Haven't brought him for Newcastle, brought him for, for them loaning back. It's going to, there's going to be no upfront cost in a two year loan. The, the, and they might even cover his wages to help. It is a bit, I can see where, because Jamie Carrigan and Gary Neville have both sort of come out and spoken. Neville, it's a bit ironic with him going out for the World Cup and taking money then. But yeah. I, I, th- I think that you, the Premier League needs to not be more stringent. They've done it when owners come in after Port, after what happened to Portsmouth. Mm. The, you know, Bolton went down, down a similar route where they've been able to sort of create, not create, but bring in rules and regulations to prevent dodgy owners and this kind of thing. I don't think the Saudi League's a dodgy thing. I, I don't know enough about it to know if it is internally. But on the face of it, it's a football league. But what they're doing with Neves, I think, does sort of look a bit unethical, look a bit dodgy. And they've probably not helped themselves a little bit. One of the most interesting transfer rumours this week as well. Nick Powell to Wrexham, who was phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. weren't he he tipped to be like the new Paul Scholes when he played for the United? Well, yeah, he, he was sort of, he was somewhere before. Was it Crew, and then he went to United, and then it went dropped down to Stoke, and he's just not he sort of continued it. But if he goes down to that league too, he'll he'll get Paul Paul Mullen run for his money on goals. Yeah, and that'll be a massive signing. You've had United had a third bid rejected. Yeah, for like Mason Mount. I'm not sure we'll see this one go over the line now. Well, the thing is. They're asking too much money for a player who's got 12 months on a contract. Yeah, I agree. I think that's all. I mean, when you look back at people with 12 months on a contract, the biggest one for me, the biggest return on one for me, was Ericsson to Tottenham when you got him for 12 million. Yeah. He only had 12 months on a contract then. And you're talking 60 million for Mason Mount that's unproven, apart, apart from the championship with Derby. The only argument you've got with it, for wanting that much for price, that it's a Champions League winner. Yeah, and he does hit the English quota, but I don't think Man United are struggling for that. And Man United don't want to bring people in that are Champions League winners. They want to, they want to bring people in to win the Champions League. Yeah. And Arsenal as well. Getting rejected left, right and centre. From everybody. For Rice. Yeah, I think... I don't think he'll go to City. Well, he supposedly... He put, he put something... Like his negotiations to City. That... He didn't want to be... Like Jack Grealish, because Jack Grealish can jump straight into the team. No, he wants to just be thrown straight into that team. This is where this is where you see people's true motive. Do you want game time or do you want money? Because you'll get the money at City. They'll 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 outpay. I'm not saying that Arsenal won't give him a lot of money because everyone gets a lot of money. But I think you'll I think City will outprice anybody just just to outprice them. Yeah. Lastly, Saturday sees for me. The return of one of the greatest things on the sporting calendar, the Tour de France. I can't wait. It started in Bilbao, so in Spain. It's going to head over to France after a few days, where it will stay in France a lot this year, actually. The the favourites, Jonas Vingegaard and Podachar, who will be going for his third Tour de France after the 2020 and the 2021. 21 stages, how far do you think they cover in 21 stages? 
in kilometers. I won't even know where to guess. I won't even know where to start. They cover 3,404 kilometers, 21 days. They get two rest days off. So 23 days the event's on for, 21 races. You've got different hill climbs, mountain climbs. They're up Mont Blanc one day, you know, it's, it's, in, it's gonna be intense for them. And I mean, we've got lovely weather, so I can imagine France isn't exactly raining at the minute. It's gonna be hot, it's gonna be hard. The biggest probably news, if you like, to come, come out so far is that Chris Froome, previous winner of the Tour de France, hasn't been picked. Struggled for a bit of form lately, bit of injury, um, but he hasn't been picked. Mark Cavendish is at his final Tour de France, whereas if he can pick up a nice sprint stage, he'll have won 35 stages overall at the Tour de France, giving him the outright lead. He currently has got a joint lead with somebody way back in the 60s, so now he might be able to get that outright lead in his final Tour de France. Again, thank you for tuning in to episode five of the Sportscast podcast. You can connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at SportscastPodUK. Join us again next week where Wimbledon Tour de France will be in full flow. There'll be some MLS updates. I've been Liam. I've been Tom. Thank you.